friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by High V and Toys and Ford. Appreciate you tuning in and checking out this podcast. I am your host, Dan Casper, as always. And maybe some of you are tuning into this podcast for the very first time because of, uh, well, because of an announcement, that uh, big announcement we got coming up here. But I'm going to make you wait just a little bit. In fact, I'm going to tease you. I'm not even going to put. Yeah, depending on your your podcasting platform, you can put chapter markers in that whole thing. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't even doing that. I'm going to make you listen to this just for a little bit because I want you to be able to subscribe. I want you to come back to the podcast, subscribe for free, follow the podcast, all that good stuff. So uh, we've got a couple things we're going to hit up on before we get to the big, big announcement and well let's you know if you listen to the radio show yeah right at the end of our our show we were we got the news that brewers general manager i guess not general manager but president of baseball operations david stearns stepping down and uh he's going to remain in an advisory role as we are recording this uh this podcast though it's uh, the the presser press conference is going on right now with with David Stearns and Brewers owner Mark Anasio and the new, uh, I shouldn't say new, but Matt Arnold has been the general manager, has been David Stearns' uh, right-hand man for the last, uh, well, since 2015 when they got there. Um, so he's going to be the man calling the, calling the shots. And, you know, first thing is you know, everybody's assuming David Stearns is going to be going to the Mets because that's been a rumor for the longest time. Now David Stearns... It was reported before the season started that there was like a uh, a thing in his contract, a clause, and I believe it was if the Brewers uh, got to the World Series, then he could opt out. If not, he had one more year left, so obviously the Brewers didn't even even make the postseason. So he's there. So I don't know if that necessarily changes with a title change. I don't know, but for what it's worth, David Stearns, right away. And his opener said he's staying in Milwaukee. Doesn't know what the future is going to be, but this year he's staying in Milwaukee and is going to be that advisor to to Mark and, and Matt Arnold. So um, I'll tell you, I'm a little surprised, a little shocked. I mean, you know, David Stearns, he's a young man. I think he's my age, maybe even a little bit younger. Um, so a little surprised. Thought, okay, heading into an offseason with, Maybe the final year of like a Corbin Burns and a Brandon Woodruff and those type of players. A lot of moves having to be made would, you know, kind of go for it for one more year here. And I know he's sticking around with the ball club, but I'll I'll be honest. I mean, if I'm being truthful in this thing, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that uh, he's stepping down at this point. And some of the comments that I have seen, he kind of noted about, you know, mindset not 100% in it. And once he, you kind of start to get that. He figured a move was probably going to have to be made, and apparently this is something that him and Mark have talked about, open dialogue over the uh, over the years about his future and 
potential moves and that sort of thing. But, you know, if, if, if I were a bet man, I think eventually he is going to be with the Mets, his you know boyhood team and that. So I think he eventually will be there. I do think at least he'll begin the season with the Brewers in an advisory role or throughout the offseason. But, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I don't think it has anything whatsoever to do with with the Josh Hader trade or the backlash or – I don't think it has anything to do with Mark Adonacio, you know, saying, hey, David, we're, we're, I mean, if if Mark Adonacio wasn't happy with David Stearns, I think he would just let him go right now at this point and, you know, explore other opportunities. So, um, but I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I'm sure David Stearns was, was probably frustrated. I mean, he, he sure seemed like he was frustrated during the, uh, or after that Josh Hader trade we, trade when you go back to some of the comments that he said to the media and such. But I don't think it was a, uh, you know, Mark Anasio move or anything like that. I think it was David Stearns maybe wanting to take a deep breath, take a little time off before his next adventure. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Mets. Could be completely wrong. Maybe it's something with, with Major League uh, Baseball or something like that. I mean, he seems like a, a baseball lifer, but it's also completely possible that, hey, you know what? Maybe he's looking at other interests. I know he kind of mentioned that too, but maybe kind of burned out and maybe looking at other interests at this point. Who knows? But fact of the matter remains, Matt Arnold is now going to be the man in charge for, for the Brewers in terms of roster. And I think the main thing for, the main thing for me, uh, the biggest key for me is, I'm going to be kind of watching how he goes about building this team because like we just said, like we kind of mentioned, there's a lot of moves that have to be made. Majority of those guys are going to be brought back in arbitration. We know that. The Corbin Burns, the Brandon Woodruff, the Willie Adamases. But do you give Willie Adamas a contract? Are they going to maybe surprise some people and give a, one of those pitchers a long-term deal? You know, are they going to spend some more money? I, you know, he's been David Stearns' right-hand man, Matt Arnold, for, for the last few years here. Does he follow the David Stearns model to a T, or does he put his little spin on it? You know, the the example that, that came to my mind that for many of you listening right now would be like Goody with, with the Packers. And I know some people are like, oh, he's too much like Ted Thompson. No, he, I mean, yes, he's got things that he does that are similar to, to Ted Thompson, learned under him for how long, but there has been moves that have been we would all agree that Ted Thompson probably never would have made, you know, like his Zadari Smith signings, the Preston Smith, the Adrian Amos, you know, shelling out those type of contracts. So maybe a little bit more uh, like the, the Ron Wolf type of tree there. So is Matt Arnold, who has been in the league for, for 21 years, spent a big chunk of his time with the Tampa Bay Rays, which, you know, Tampa Bay Rays have been, uh, a pretty solid team these last few years, making some World Series uh, appearances. You know, you kind of think, okay, similar, smaller teams, smaller market teams, maybe operating on a budget, using that experience. But, you know, for me, I'll be curious to see, you know, does he follow the like a Tampa math method, which you'd think, I think that's what the, the Brewers and David Stearns were trying to do. Uh, does he do a little bit more spending, bringing in free agents? Does he Is, is Mark Anacio going to be willing to – to, to do that, that sort of thing. So I'll be kind of curious to see, you know, does he just kind of pick up the torch and, and business as usual? Does he put his own spin on it? I think you have to put your own spin on it. I think, you know, if you get that job, you've got to do it your way. You can go back based off your experiences. You can go back, you know, stuff on your learn. You've got to use your, uh, your, your history, your experience for this job, no doubt about it. But I also think you have to put 
your particular stamp on it. So, you know, if it were me, I don't know my opinion doesn't matter, but, you know, Matt Arnold looking for some advice or anything like that from some dude in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, I would say put your own stamp on it. Yes, use your experiences from Tampa Bay. Uh, I know he spent a little time with the Reds, the Rangers, and the Dodgers in the early 2000s. Use your experience with what you worked with with David Stearns and Tampa Bay and come up with your own way. Be your own guy. Be yourself. Be your own general manager. Be your own president of baseball operations. So, you know, kind of going back to it, it adds some more intrigue to this offseason now, doesn't it? I mean, after the season was over, yeah, even before the before the season was was going to start here for the Brewers, we were talking about this offseason. We were talking about a lot of decisions to be made and and what was the game plan going to be? Are they going to kind of put all their chips in and go for it this one year with that with that pitching staff intact and such? Now you got a new man making those decisions. So you're adding a little bit more intrigue into this thing, which you know, a lot of Brewers fans are going to be kind of keeping their eye on this thing. You know. So, but yeah, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised and I'd be curious to know from from Brewers fans do you like? I mean, I I feel like a lot of Brewers fans are going to say they like the move because they're still thinking about the the Josh Hader trade, right? That's still fresh in their mind right now. But you know, when you think about David Stern's tenure as as a Brewers executive front office man, I think he did a lot of good things. Um, you know, Brewers obviously what four straight years in the postseason. We've never experienced that before. You know, made a lot of good moves. Made the Brewers a a playoff team, playoff caliber team. You know, always in the conversation. Look back at that history, and it's never been able to say that for as on a consistent basis like we've seen through the David Stern's tenure. Has he made questionable moves? Absolutely. But you know what else was refreshing about David Stern's? The guy admitted when when moves didn't make. He admitted, you know, the jo- Jonathan Scope trade didn't didn't work out. He admitted that the Josh Hader one didn't work out, that it had a, a bigger effect than, than what he could have imagined. You don't hear a lot of guys or, or people in his position with his job admit to mistakes all the time. You know, Either they'll double down on their decisions, back, stand behind their decisions. Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it's just people don't want to admit it because they're afraid of the, the feedback or the, the kickback on all that thing. But David Stearns was was a guy that wasn't afraid. Like, hey, I, it, it didn't work. He made some good moves. He made some poor moves. But overall, you look at his tenure as as uh, as the man making decisions for the for the Brewers in terms of the roster. I give him a lot of credit. I give him a lot of credit. I know the arrows trending down on him after that hater trade, after how the season finished off here. But overall, when you look at his tenure, I think. It, it was a good tenure, and it made Brewers baseball. During his tenure, we raised the expectations of, of the Milwaukee Brewers. We were talking about World Series. We, that, that's the goal now. That's what we're talking about. We want to take that next step. It's not just making the postseason. Like in 2008, we were just happy to be there. And then in 2011, it's like, all right, one more run. It's Prince Fielder. We know he's not coming back. We're going to acquire Zach Greinke and Sean Mark, and we got one year to do this, and it didn't work out. And then, you know, kind of fell apart after that a little bit. And then in comes David Stearns. And we're talking about the Brewers making it for four years in a row. You know, a game away from going to the World Series, taking the Dodgers to to Game 7. 
almost five years in a row this year. I mean, the Brewers, during his tenure, we raised those expectations. And that's a good thing. Because it wasn't that long ago, we were just like, oh, yeah, Brewers, about 500, or if we get to the postseason, all right, jacked up. No. Now we're talking World Series. That's the goal. That's the expectation. And that's a good thing. Now, can Matt Arnold take him to that next step? That's the expectation, right? It's just picking it up where they left off, but adding more, taking it up a notch. We want to get we want to get a World Series. We want to get to the World Series. We want to be playing late October, early November baseball for, for Brewers fans. So that's that's the next step in this thing. All right, quick break. Then I want to talk a little green and gold. Then yes, I promise we'll get to the uh we'll get to the uh big announcement. So we'll uh, we'll do that quick break and then uh talk a little green and gold, a lot of chatter about Aaron Rodgers and company. But few interesting nuggets here I want to get to. So that's coming up after this quick message. At Toys and Ford, they're proud to serve the drivers of Chippewa Falls with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the Eau Claire, Bloomer, and Elk Mound region the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts center in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealer dealership for all of your automotive needs check them out today at toysandford.net all right so packers twitter has been on fire this week off of aaron Rodgers' comments from his appearance on his buddy pat mcafee's uh, show the other day the big one kind of talking about um you know cutting some reps for some players who aren't doing a good enough job um you know maybe Given playing time to, to some other guys and that sort of thing, and you know you've had Packers Twitter arguing he shouldn't have said that. You've had some saying he what what's the problem in saying that? Maybe you shouldn't have said it in public. Maybe you should have said it in the locker room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all over the place, right? Um, you know, I saw T.J. Lang talk about could have probably said been said in the locker room, that sort of thing. You know, we don't know what's being said in the locker room already. We don't know what's been going on the last few weeks. Maybe this is another way for um, maybe this is another way f- to to try to motivate them, kind of like what Aaron was was alluding to uh, a, a little bit there. But I mean, you know, you look at it and it's like, is he wrong? Is he Aaron, is Aaron wrong? No. I mean, he had current teammates, Rasul Douglas, Sammy Watkins, you know, kind of saying they didn't have a problem with it. I'm sure there's been. You know, odds are there's probably a couple of guys who who probably didn't like it. Probably, you know, were like, "Dude, really? We know you're talking about us, so you know, don't don't throw me under the bus like that." Maybe it's some of the younger guys, that sort of thing. I don't know, but I'm sure that odds are there was probably a couple of players, a couple of his teammates that didn't care for it too much. But is he wrong? I mean, this is a guy. Maybe he's in his final year. Maybe he's only got one more year. Time's ticking. He wants. He's. This is a this is a quarterback that's looking for any possible way to motivate his team and to to turn the turn this thing around, around get on a run and get in the postseason and try to get a championship. He is pushing all the buttons. He is trying to do everything possible to to get this thing turned around. And maybe first few weeks that strategy wasn't working. Got to change it up. Got to change it up a little bit. So I don't know. 
we'll see how this all plays out uh, against you know Buffalo coming up on Sunday Night Football. So, but uh, you know, with that being said, too, we got the trade deadline coming up for the for the Packers, or I shouldn't say just for the Packers, but in the NFL. So I've got my top five guys now. I would still kind of be surprised whether Green Bay makes a move, whether they make a trade. But if if I had my top five list of guys on here, this is this is how I would kind of in, in no particular order. But the first one I would put out there is Brandon Cooks. I know he signed a two year extension in the offseason with the with the Texans with the Houston Texans. But I look at this as a guy who's got you know playoff experience, been in the big game. Deep threat, uh, consistent performer. So Brandon Cooks, to me, I think well, he would be a, a great fit within this Packers offense. Gives you a veteran performer, too. And obviously he knows Randall Cobb a little bit from their short stint uh, with the Texans. Um, I would be surprised if the Broncos decide to let go of Jerry Judy. But if they decide that, you know what, we've invested some money in a couple other receivers. This season's not going out the, the way that we had the way that we had hoped. So let's try to cash in here a little bit. You know, Jerry Judy, I think, would be a, a great fit for Green Bay. Plus, he's going to be a long-term. You're, you're going to have to give him a new contract after this, after his rookie deal. So you're probably going to have him around for a few more years, and you're going to have to give him, give him that new contract. So Jerry Judy, I think, would be an intriguing fit as well. Um, I look at, you know, they want to go to Tampa, or excuse me, uh, uh, New England. Kendrick Bourne over there, kind of falling down on the depth chart. Had a good season last year for the Patriots. He's kind of like a Debo Samuel type of player where you can do a couple different things, maybe involve him in the backfield and, and that sort of thing. So maybe pick up a call to good old Bill Belichick and see uh, what it would take to get Kendrick uh, Kendrick Bourne from, from New England there. Uh, I don't think this trade is going to happen, but you know I know Elijah Moore has requested a trade. I highly doubt that would be a move that they would make, second-year guy. But, again, he's a type of player that I think would really work uh, within this Packers uh, offense, especially when you consider the Jets' offensive coordinator is Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike LaFleur. So, uh, and then lastly, I think this one would be a big pipe dream, but it, it wouldn't happen. But I think if you're a Packers fan, you'd be pretty ecstatic and you'd like that fit. Would be DJ Moore from, from the Panthers. Now, again, he has a huge contract that he already signed up. I feel like that uh the the Packer or excuse me the Panthers you know view him as a potential building block. I know they got rid of Christian McCaffrey, they traded him and such. Um but I feel like you know they gave DJ Moore a, a lot of money that maybe next year they go in with a different quarterback and kind of like all right, this is going to be a building block for us. We're going to stick with him. That's my feelings, but if somehow you know maybe they can get him for a day two pick or something like that, yeah, I, I would explore that even with uh, the big contract he already has. And then I would say maybe an honorable mention. You know, you go look at Chase Claypool from uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers on there too. Uh, maybe like an honorable mention on my list of free uh, wide receiver wants. If uh, wish list for for the Packers. So, all right, time has come. Actually. No, before that, let's do some picks because I didn't even get to, to some picks yet for for the uh, NFL World and well, I guess World Series too. But uh, we got the Astros. I think I did a World Series pick, didn't I? I don't know if I didn't. I'm going with uh, 
I'm going with the Astros. I think they get it done in five. Yeah, I already did that pick, but since we're doing picks usually on a Thursday podcast, I'm going Astros. They get it done in five against the against the Phillies. So before we take that break, and it's the big announcement here, we got uh, NFL picks time here. So with the first game Thursday night, we've got Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Baltimore visiting Tampa Bay. Now, I think this is a big game for both of these teams. Tampa Bay 3-4 and four right now. Luckily, they play in a crappy division, so they're still going to win the division here. But uh, Cincinnati has kind of come on as of late now. Tampa Bay or Baltimore has been up and down. So I am going to go with, uh, even though Tampa Bay is favored by one and a half, according to FanDuel, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Baltimore handing Tampa Bay with another win because Tampa Bay is dealing with a lot of injuries for this game too. So yeah, that losing streak is going to continue for Tampa in my opinion. Then the England game overseas one, we've got uh, Denver at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is actually favored by two and a half in this one. But I just have this weird feeling that Denver is going to pull it out. So I'll go Denver in this one. Then let's go Chicago at Dallas. Chicago coming off that big win against uh, the Patriots. Dallas favored by nine and a half. I'm going to go Dallas in this one, and I actually think they do cover. I think they cover in that one. We got uh, the Raiders and the Saints. Raiders favored by one and a half. I am going to go with the Raiders in this one, and obviously they cover. Um, I should say obvious. I mean, they could win by one, but I think the Raiders do win this and cover. Carolina at Atlanta. Carolina coming off of a big win, some confidence, some mojo going. Atlanta's favored by four and a half. I'm going to go with Atlanta, but I don't think they cover. Philly got a new pass rusher in Robert Quinn. Pittsburgh visiting Philly. I'm going to go with Philly, and I do think they cover in this game. It's a big number, I know, but I think they cover. Miami. Detroit, Miami visiting Detroit. Miami's favored by three and a half in this one. I'm surprised it's actually not more, to be honest with you. So I think Miami wins, and I think Miami easily covers in this one. Uh, then let's go with let's go with uh, Arizona at the Cardinals, or excuse, Arizona at the Cardinals. Cardinals at Minnesota. Arizona Cardinals at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three and a half. You know what? I'm going to go Arizona, but I don't think they cover. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go Arizona, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be three points or less, so I'll go Arizona. Let's go with uh, New England at the Jets. New England actually favored by two and a half. New England's favored in this, and they're visiting the Jets. I'm going to pick New England to win, but I'm actually surprised New England is favored in this one too. I'm going to go New England against this. I think Bill Belichick is... You know, coming off that Chicago loss, New York's playing hot right now. I think Bill Belichick's going to have some voodoo thing against the Jets, and Patriots are going to get that win. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee favored by just two and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee, and they cover. Giants visiting Seattle. Seattle favored by three. I'm going to go with the Giants in this one. No, I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to go back. I think Seattle wins it because it's in Seattle, and that's a long travel. Yeah. I'm going to go Seattle wins this one. Home team gets three points. Home team wins this one. Commanders at the Colts. I think uh, the Colts making a quarterback change. Matt Ryan to the bench. Might spark a little enthusiasm here, but I'm going to go Washington in this one. I'm going to go Washington. Let's go San Francisco Rams. San Francisco actually one and a half point favorites. Rams coming off the bye. I'm going Rams in this one. 
Then we've got uh, the Packers and Bills. Whew. Bills, 10.5 favorites. I'm going Buffalo wins, but I don't think they cover in this one. Uh, then we've got uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cincinnati favored by 3.5. I think Cincinnati wins and they cover. So, All right. That's, uh, that's some picks, crystal ball picks right there. So let's take that break and then coming up, big announcement time. Here we go. Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking, those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. All right, last call time, and it's big announcement time, and, well, last call actually fits this big announcement. So coming in November this year, like a couple days, a few days, a couple weeks, the launch, we'll just get right to it, the launch of our very own beer. That's right, Man Cave Light. Yeah, we are launching this thing in November. Coming up here, more details to come, but it's happening. It's being all processed. It's being made. We've taste tested. We have sampled this thing, uh, and it's going to be featured at our good friends at High V First. So we're hoping to have a launch party coming up here in a couple weeks, so make sure you're staying tuned to that. But the big announcement is that we are getting our very own beer man cave light it's going to be featured at high v uh first up there so again it's going to be coming up here in just a couple of weeks all right we're gonna have a little launch party get this thing rolling but man cave light believe it or not we got the man cave podcast and now we've got the man cave light so finally we can announce this thing um again we went through a bunch of different samples taste tested a bunch of different ones and this is the one we chose to put our name on this baby so man cave light coming to you here very very soon november a couple weeks coming up here maybe even just a few days so then the process of being made all that stuff so yeah that's exciting stuff again make sure you're tuning in uh to the podcast on the uh on facebook on twitter all that good stuff. We will have a launch party for that, but Man Cave Light coming at you. Pretty darn studio. Pretty awesome stuff. So looking forward to having you all taste it, check it out, and give me giving me your feedback and, and that sort of thing. So all right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in and checking out the podcast. And if this was your first time checking it out, hey, keep coming back, all right? We got episodes up daily. Uh, big thanks to Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford for partnering uh, with us for the Man Cave Podcast. We are available on every single podcasting platform out there. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon. Go up there, follow, subscribe for free. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a positive review so other people can find the podcast too. Okay, But uh, I'm Dan Casper, and as always, again, appreciate you checking us out, and we will talk to you again soon. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast 
by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.